Welcome to the Fred Dojo Podcast, the place where pro guitar players share their secrets. Visit www.freddojo.com to access online courses and free resources to take your guitar playing to the next level. Hi guys, Greg O'Rourke here from the FretDojo.com podcast. Visit my website, FretDojo.com, for a whole bunch of free resources, tips, and other stuff to get your jazz guitar playing to the next level. Very happy to uh, have a special announcement today, actually, that the fabulous Carl Orr, for the next few months, is going to be the artist in residence at Fret Dojo. And I actually have Carl on the podcast with me here today. So welcome, Carl, to the Fret Dojo podcast once again. Hi, Greg. Great to be here. So it's really exciting that you've agreed to be an artist in residence. So over the next uh, several months, we're going to be working uh, on collaborating on some courses together. We're going to be doing some podcasts with some really fabulous uh, uh, guest artists from around the world and a few YouTube videos and, and all sorts of stuff. So uh, if you guys are keen on working with Carl uh, in the upcoming series of courses that we're doing, make sure that you look at the Fret Dojo Academy, which is where it's all going to be published. So uh, today, Carl, I thought it would be good to have a bit of a, um, just a little introduction, basically. I know you've been on the podcast before, but, um, you know, let, let's uh, let's kind of hear the backstory, you know, like where did uh guitar playing start for you and maybe uh, it'd be good to hear a bit about your career and some of the amazing players that you've played with over the years yeah okay thank you yeah well the guitar for me i suppose like uh a lot of people in my generation started with the beatles uh i was born in 1960 and the earliest thing i can remember in my life of, of any kind is is of playing a, a well attempting to play a toy guitar that's that I can't remember anything before that I must have been about two playing this sort of plastic toy guitar and singing I want to hold your hand and this quiet little horrible cacophony coming out of the guitar and thinking mm, I, I've got to figure this out that's the first thing I can remember and I basically I haven't had any other thoughts since. That's kind of been my whole life. Um, it's, kind of, it's kind of amazing, so. isn't it? Because because like you've started with, with that little toy guitar and you've mm. gone on to play with some of the biggest names in jazz and other styles as well. Mm. You, you you know, like so so you're you're based yeah. in London now, aren't you? At the, at the moment, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So so tell us about some of the guys that you've played with over the years. Well, yeah, I I played in I've, I've been in London for twenty four years and I've played with. Um, well, Billy Cobham. Uh, I, I mean, I know I'm getting a bit old, and I'm like old all guys over the age of fifty. I think I'm a fascinating storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here we go. Uh, get ready to work. Be fascinated. So um, <laughs> I, uh, when I was uh, fourteen, I started to get aware of jazz. Um, and I went to this second-hand record shop in Adelaide where I grew up and I picked up the, the, the an album of uh, John McLaughlin's Mahavishnu Orchestra and I looked on the back cover and there were pictures of the the band, of the album Birds of Fire and there was 
picture of Billy Cobb and playing the drums and I thought, he looks like a nice guy. I'd like to um, be his friend and, and play in his band. And I was just a kid. I'd never kissed a girl. I'd never done a gig. I was just this kid and I thought, wow, I must be out of my mind. What am I thinking? And then, um, a few, well, when I was 17, I said to these friends of mine, again, I was still really naive, hadn't done much. And I said to these two friends of mine who I was having a jam, I said, I really, really like to play with Billy Cobham. And they looked at me like, what what particular drug are you on today? And it was like, I, I just <laughs> had this real clear thought in my mind that I wanted to play with Billy Cobham. And, um, then I, I, you know, one thing after I worked really hard on my music, practiced like, you know, really practiced a hell of a lot and went to Berklee College of Music, came back to Australia. I wound up playing, I, I played with Jack Yozarski, who was the guy to play with in Sydney, sort of like the the closest thing Sydney would have to Miles Davis or something like that, like the the mm. guy to play with, and I wound up with him after you know a lot of effort, you know, and then through him in nineteen eighty nine, late nineteen eighty nine, I got this phone call from Jackie's manager saying, "How would you like to play with Billy Cobham? He's coming <laughs> oh, wow. up to Sydney." Yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> And it was really scary, but I thought, well, this is what I've always wanted. You know? <laughs> and it was like 15 years after I had the original thought of playing with him. So then I played with him and, and he really liked me. It went, you know, he really liked my character and he liked my playing a lot. And, I th- and he gave all of us his business card. And I stayed in touch with him. I sent him a CD. My first CD was released in 1990. I sent him a copy and then kept in contact. And the thing that surprised me was he was responding to my contact. He was replying, Mm. send me a Christmas card or whatever, just some sort of communication. And then I thought I've got to stay in touch with him. And then I sent him my third album in 1994 and he rang me back. And he said, Carl, I really like this music. I want to come down to Australia and play with you again. And in early 95, we did that. We did an Australian tour and I'd made up my mind to move over to London. He said, well, make sure you stay in touch. And I promised myself I was going to ring him every two months until he either gave me the gig or told me to go away. <laughs> it was really terrifying. And I I, rang, I moved to London October 95 and I rang him in October and then two months later, two months later, two months later, and I think about the sixth phone call, he sent me a, a, a fax saying he wanted me to do a tour of Switzerland and Austria with him, wow. which I didn't. And I was in the band for a while and, and we played with some fantastic people as guests. Um, Randy Brecker did an, a UK tour with us. He's a really great guy he's just as wonderful a person as he is a musician uh billy and i went to los angeles in 99 and played with the great ernie watts um uh, who played in charlie hayden's band of course and uh the biggest one of all was the great george duke we played at montreux jazz festival with george duke so that was sort of the top of the mountain for me really Mm. So that was that was incredible, you know. So uh, 
yeah, recorded with these people as well, recorded four albums with Billy Cobham. Um, and Billy's on a couple of my albums as well. And the, and the another highlight was uh, la, uh, two years ago, I got the call to play on Sting's um, show, The Last Ship. And Sting nice. <clears throat> basically loves the guitar. He's crazy about the guitar. If you listen to Sting's music, you'll notice there is guitar on everything mm-hmm. and very little piano or, or not much keyboards, especially recently. He just loves the guitar. And, I mean, I was told this is a guitar-based show. The guitar is the centre of the band. Awesome. And so, yeah, it was a really hell of a gig. And Sting wasn't performing much, but he oversaw the band and he he sat in on performances and he talked to us and uh, he was really great, very exacting how he wants things, but a total gentleman and a really really great guy i must say really enjoyed his company a hell of a lot and i just wanted to do my best for him you know because he's just such a lovely person and i just gave a hundred percent i think he just brought that out in all the musicians everybody he didn't he wasn't tyrannical or superior in any way just won people over with his warmth, you know, and uh, everybody just did their best for him, you know. So that was that was a, a really great experience. And I'm, and I'm glad I came away with a, a good impression of him because you don't know with famous people <laughs> if their greatness ends once they put their instrument down, you know. <laughs> mm. So in summary, you are obviously a musician in high demand, Carl and uh, and one that um, uh, you know a huge amount of experience in the jazz genre, but but um, obviously in other other styles as well. So I, I guess uh, you know we've got a lot to you know learn mm. from you um, in your capacity as artist in residence here for Fret Dojo. So we'll, mm. I guess I guess we'll um, obviously get into that into the coming weeks and the courses that we're going to do. But it, it just just for now. We'll, like, can we have a bit of a of a sort of a big bird's eye summary? You know, like, what do you think are the most important things for a jazz guitarist, uh, an aspiring jazz guitarist, to focus on when they're actually practicing? Because, uh, of course, there's uh, it just by spending a lot of time on the instrument doesn't necessarily mean you'll get results. So, what are the things that that do you think students should be focusing on the most when they practice? Okay, I think. Um... I mean, the, the older I get, the more I realise the importance of really, really basic things. So, first of all, make sure you play an instrument that you like. It doesn't have to be an expensive instrument, but make sure it's an instrument you physically like the feel of and you like the sound of. It could be like a 7,000 pound handmade guitar or it could be a really nifty Chinese made thing for 300 quid, but just make sure you like the sound of the instrument and the physical feel of the instrument. Uh, I'm, I'm not a big collector of guitars. I don't have many, but I, I, I know what I like to play. So that's the first thing. Mm. It's not, specifically to do with jazz but i think it's extremely important to have an instrument that you look forward to playing 
secondly, again, not specific to jazz, the two most important things are to produce a good tone, you know, with your hands. I play the electric guitar unplugged a lot of the time to make sure my plectrum is doing all the work and the amp is just sort of amplifying what I'm doing with my hands. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, and I'll play acoustic guitar more than half my practice time as well, really concentrate on projecting a good tone. So good tone and also play in time. When people tend to play out of time, it's usually because they're trying to do too much. When people drift out of time, play too fast or too slow, it's usually because they're overexerting themselves. And one of the things I learned, the biggest lesson I learned from all of these great musicians I played with is don't overexert yourself. Mm. Always play within your limits. And if you stick within your limits, as you continue playing, your limits will expand. Whereas if you overshoot and make mistakes continually or repeatedly as a result, then your limits don't don't grow. They don't. They just kind of you wind up in a deadlock. So always play within your limits. So anyway, specific to jazz, I think the important thing is learn songs, you know, learn songs. Mm. Uh, and especially concentrate on songs that you like. You know, I, you know, all the standards are, uh, you know, they're standards because they're of a certain standard. <laughs> but, you, you know, I'm a big believer that you like what you like. And as well written as they all are, I like some of them more than others, as we all do. Yeah. And I would definitely encourage you to concentrate on the songs you like best um, because you'll learn them a lot more quickly and, and more thoroughly. So that's the thing is I think learning songs is is the important thing. And I think being able, you know, to me the basics are be able to play the chords fluently, be able to play the, the melody fluently, and if possible, memorise both the chords and the melody before you start to improvise on the tune. Because, I, I mean, that's not... Some people don't work like that. I have a friend who is an amazing jazz pianist and as amazing as he is, he's not capable of doing that. But if you hear him play, you, he'll just blow your head off. So I'm not, I don't say one thing applies to everybody. But I think generally, um, memorizing is, is a good thing for most people. But as I've said, I do know people who are amazing. I certainly know more than one musician who's absolutely amazing, who likes to have the paper in front of them as a kind of, as a reference and, and it actually helps them to play better. But I would say get really intimate with the tune so you can play it by off by heart or nearly off by heart with just minimal referencing to the, the notation. And then, then you're, because I always feel like if you're improvising and reading chords, you're doing two things at mm. once. Whereas if you know the chords, or you maybe just have to glance at them, if you know the chords and you're not looking, 
you're only doing one thing. Your brain is just doing the one thing of improvising. So I think obviously it's not ideal for everybody, but I think the closer you can get to just improvising without reading, that's a good thing, you know. I think it's a good practice technique. Uh, you know, mm. even if you feel like you need the music on stage, uh, I, I definitely yeah. think it's something everyone should try to do. It like at least in the practice room, you know, like put the yeah. like turn the page over and, and just see what yeah. happens. Sometimes you'll you'll be surprised. Uh, you think you know know a song until you turn that page over. Then then uh, the, then you realise you still have a little way to go. You know. Yeah, and I think it's. I don't know about you. I mean, one of the things I love about music is the effect that that has on your brain, you know, like, mm. like you, when you're doing that, uh, you're memorizing something that active memorization, your brain just kind of goes zing and it's <laughs> sort of really amazing. You know, I think it's quite interesting that, uh, a lot of musicians are very interested in neurology, mm. you know, mm. and there's a couple of leading neurologists who actually ex-recording engineers, you know, like yeah, right. uh, Daniel Levitin, who's featured extensively in Stuart Copeland's recent uh, documentaries about music on the BBC. Mm. He was a top-notch recording engineer in the USA and he got in more and more interested in what music is doing to the brain and now is now a neurologist. And another one is that I don't remember her name, but she was Prince's full-time recording engineer for seven years working around the clock with Prince as a young woman and she is now a neurologist yeah right you know I think you know people become become so fascinated with the effect of music on the brain and I think there's something about that um thing of memorizing your brain just goes oh yeah give me more of that I love that (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really tremendously beneficial your brain just just like singing you know i think i think what's interesting about mm. what you said then about the link between um uh you know the study of the brain and music is that mm. uh as a i guess as a musician when 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 you really deeply get into your instrument you start getting very interested in what the brain responds yeah. to it's, it's like mm. it's sort of like your practice rooms your laboratory and you and you try this yeah. and then you notice mm. the effect that it has and because in the yeah. end that's what it is basically it's it's a it's a, it, it is a way of studying the mind and 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 Definitely. sort of learning to work with you with mm. your mind and and so i could really see that connection mm. uh really clearly with myself anyway yeah. anyway I don't really think I know anything about neurology because I know nothing. <laughs> but I do know that my brain likes it when I learn a new song. And I yeah. do think it's interesting that people who are accomplished at music are interested in neurology. But, you know, it's mine is not an expert opinion. No, that, that, that'll be the next podcast. <laughs> Carl Orr talks neurobiology. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good listen, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, uh, I, I think ju- just a little short and sweet introduction to everyone. Mm. Um, Carl's going to be, uh, you know, connecting with um, a lot of high-profile uh, players that 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 he's he's connected to, and going to bring them on the show. Uh, I'm going to be taking um, a little time out here and there because I'm I'm in the midst of creating a brand new chord melody course that's going to be coming out. 
um, uh, hopefully in just a few weeks. So, uh, so stay tuned for that. I'm going to knuckle down over the next few weeks. So it's great to have you as an artist in residence, Carl. And, um, and yeah, we're really looking forward to uh, learning from you and you can share your, your wealth of, uh, you know, a lifetime of jazz guitar, uh, knowledge and experience with us and and I think uh, uh, the students of, of the Academy as well as all the subscribers from all around the world to Fret Dojo are really going to um, benefit from from you being with us so thank you so much thank you Greg I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it okay guys well we'll leave it there uh, check out the website fretdojo.com as I mentioned before to get a lot of free resources to get you started on your jazz guitar journey and make sure you check out the Fret Dojo Academy which is the complete collection of Fret Dojo courses by myself and other wonderful guest instructors like Carl okay guys until next time look forward to hanging out with you on the Fret Dojo podcast I'll we'll talk to you soon Thanks for listening. For lessons, resources, and free stuff to take your guitar playing to the next level, visit www.fretdojo.com.